Welcome to the Honor the Gift Podcast. I am your host, Art McCracken. I specialize in transformational leadership and high-performance coaching. I've worked with hundreds of companies and thousands of individuals along the way, helping them achieve greater outcomes in all aspects of their life. I'm a speaker and writer, but at the end of the day, none of that holds a candle to being a husband, father, and friend. I believe the greatest gift in our mortal existence is the gift of choice. How we honor that gift will shape the eternities. I also believe that career is a way of being and not just a way of life. And when you figure that out, by learning to let go of the charades and leaning into growth, life just seems to unlock itself. I know this because I've lived it. Quite simply, my calling is people experience living true. Thank you for being here. Thank you for making the commitment to lean into growth. I honor your journey. Now, let's do this. Hello, friends, and welcome to another weekly episode. In this week's episode, it's a recap. It's looking back at 2020, the start of a new decade that was certainly full of volatility, a lot of unknowns, continues to be some level of vagueness as to what this decade will look like for each of us individually. For that and with that, I believe that 2020 may be one of the greatest years of our lives. I'm grateful for 2020. What I wanted to bring to you in this episode is 10 things I learned in 2020. They may not be the only things that I learned, certainly not the only things I learned, but 10 things that stood out for me, again, that I stand grateful for as I look at 2020 and as I poise myself moving into 2021, what opportunities continue to exist. And so here's the 10 things that I learned in 2020. Number one, change is guaranteed. We know that change is one of the certainties of life. I believe that our adaptation or our response to change oftentimes is what makes the difference in our lives because we'll always be faced with change. So change in the essence of a choice that I have to either adopt the change and move forward or the choice to look outside of myself and look outside at external circumstances and just freeze. So ultimately, an increase of time, we still have choice to adopt and move or to look outside and freeze. And so that was number one, that change is guaranteed. Number two is I believe that I came to a better understanding of the notion of grace and what grace is and what it is not. I believe that grace uh, has two ways about it. Grace, as defined for me, Grace being what we offer by way of assumption of innocence. It might be the way that we treat someone. It might be the way that we view another person. And it, it, it plays into our quick judgments that we pass on each other or our interpretation and story of an experience that we create. And so if we feel like we were treated poorly by someone else, we might exercise grace in recognizing that I was treated less than I deserved, 
But in offering grace, I am assuming that the intent to harm was not there. You're offering grace in spite of how you were treated. Now, as we flip that and we look at the other way of grace, grace would be extending a moment of exception, a moment of opening for someone in spite of their actions. We might look at somebody and say, you know, how they're living their life and the things that they're doing to others and the way that they're being, they don't deserve my very best. And it's in those moments where we recognize, again, that that is a choice that we are making. And so if we are to have more grace in our life, we will offer up to others at times more than what we believe they deserve. Great definition of grace, and it's something that, uh, again, I'm grateful for. I learned it in 2020 in a different way. I was able to uh, have choices and experiences around that principle. Number three, uh, the greatest opportunity, I believe, for each of us is in our homes. For those of us that are parents, it could be siblings in a home, it could be spouses, um, and even home as in uh, a member in a very tight-knit community. I believe that we were opened up a significant amount of time an opportunity to truly own our impact and influence in these sacred spaces, places where the impact and influence that we have is significant. So grateful for that opportunity, grateful for recognizing that the greatest opportunity I have as a personal leader is in the walls of my own home, how I lead myself, how I lead my family, how I lead out in community, And I believe, again, with so many external things happening around us, that where the rubber hits the road is right in our own homes. Number four, I believe that excuses that we made before 2020, before a lot of external factors, excuses that we made relative to the lack of progress or reasons that we aren't able to do the things that we want to do or have the things we want to have. I believe that those excuses before are the same as they are now. Regardless of circumstance, that roadblock that gets in our way oftentimes is the same excuses that we continue to make in our lives over and over. So just because of new circumstance doesn't mean that our excuses necessarily change. I believe that the avoidance tactics that come with that uh, are often times, again, cemented habits that we've created through time and that we've got to find a way to navigate regardless of the circumstance that we're in. And with that, I'm going to start to talk about time because it will play into some of these other lessons learned. But I believe that more time does not always make you good at time management. I want to say that one more time. More time does not make you good at time management. I believe that more time will actually magnify and shine the bright light of day on who we are, and it will place a real emphasis on our own personality, our own habits, and our own way of being. So with that added time, and with that 
bright light being shown upon us, we have an opportunity to decide how we're going to manage our time more effectively and mitigate the habits and the processes that we have in our life to get a better result. So as we use that time, it dives into number five, that intentionality is a big deal. Because of added time, we look at the way we show up, recognizing that, again, we always have a choice. So is that choice a choice that's being thought about, designed, acted upon based from a clearly defined notion in our mind of where we're going, why we're going there, what we want to do? And if that's the case, we'll find that we use time more intentionally that there's always a choice for wasted time, but when we apply intentionality with a focus and a clarity of life, we tend to go into the day with a more focused effort and more intentional effort. We can be more intentional in our relationships. We can be more intentional in the habits that we're creating. We can be more intentional in our way of being. We can be more intentional in showing up in a manner that's consistent and aligned with how we want others to experience us. So intentionality has become a rule of the day, a rule of life, and certainly was a lesson that was reinforced and relearned in 2020 for me. Number six, the go forward choice. What do I mean by that? I believe that in everything we do, we always have an option to choose the go-forward path. For many of us, it's easier to continue to lament and to navigate and try to understand past circumstance, past choices, past events, even currency at times on what we're looking at and how we're evaluating the present moment. But do we give ourselves options? Do we look to the future and challenge ourselves with an appropriate question that would give us inclination and discovery around the go forward. In the coaching that I do, I often find that those individuals that want to stay in the past, even though they have a strong desire to become better and to do better and to achieve greater results, that for some there's a tendency to just stay in the past and to stay in that space of identifying all the things that are going wrong and the things that aren't fruitful, the things that are getting in their way. But it's very rare that you'll find someone that's willing to dive into the question immediately that looks at the go forward, that begs of us an intentionality around what does it mean, given all the current circumstances, given all the events of the past, what is mine to solve for today? What's the new thing that I can do to create a better result right now? And we typically will know the answer to that, but it's the question that we must ask ourselves, always giving ourselves a go-forward choice. When we give ourselves a go-forward choice, we always leave an opening for future action. Number seven, inner work always. The game of personal growth and development, developing our talents, uh, looking for changes in the world around us. It always begins with us. The inner work, the option for inner work, the call for inner work will always be there. 
you've heard people say, keep your eyes on your own paper. Well, life is like that, and the inner work that it demands of us, if we are to be our best selves, the work will always be there. That inner work is so important. When we develop ourselves and we continue to uh, refine and become better human beings, we show up in a bigger way. We show up with new habits. We show up in an inspirational way to others. And so the inner work will always be there. The inner work is always the call and action for us where we can be most focused. Number eight, always respond to the promptings to do good. Whenever you're inspired or you feel the nudge to do something kind, to say something kind to another person, to help, to serve, those are all divine, divinely inspired actions that are meant to improve the world around us. And I find that the less I ignore those promptings, the more that I respond to those promptings, the more good that I can do in this life. So respond to the promptings to do good. Number nine, routine. Routine has become something so important. I've, With more time, I've recognized that routine, again, is an intentional choice. Just because we have more time doesn't mean we are good time managers. And so with routine, routine keeps us consistent. Routine can preserve and protect space in an intentional fashion to help us get better results. When we avoid routine, we get out of habit. When we're out of habit, we react more than we act. We become subject to the winds of each day in a way that's inconsistent with forward progress. And that's why we end up through periods of time looking back saying, why didn't I accomplish what I set out to accomplish? Here we are at the end of 2020 going into 2021. We're looking at what did I accomplish this year? What did I not accomplish? And what routines did I break or did I want to commit to? And oftentimes we find ourselves leaning into the new, in this case, the new year, wanting to develop new routines, to become more consistent with the things that we feel can get us a better result. Routines are a big part of our life. Routines allow for consistency that allows for greater results. So routines, very important. Number 10, what's yours to solve for is the question. And this plays along the lines of controlling the controllables, letting go of the rest, recognizing that when we spend time in trying to control the uncontrollables, we are being very unintentional with our time. Maybe that's the choice that we've made. However, that's wasted time. It's time that we're spending solving for something that we don't control. And so the work of controlling what's controllable is doing the inner work. We talked about that a moment ago. What is mine to solve for today? What is mine that requires my personal attention in our businesses, in our relationships, in our own inner work and developing good habits? What is mine to solve for? What is my personal responsibility that nobody else can do for me? Maybe the business requires a certain level of effort and injection of time and resource and intentionality to get a better result. Sometimes we we want others to come to the party. We look for validation. We look for uh, collusive 
events in our life that help support the lack of attention that we place on the work that we must do. So number 10 again is a question, something I learned in 2020, and that question is, what is mine to solve for? What's my work that must be done? Hello, friends. Thank you for tuning in. Hope you're enjoying this week's episode. If growth, personal growth and development is your thing and you're here learning and leaning into growth, glad you're here, glad you're part of the community. If you want more of this, make sure and hit subscribe in this podcast platform or any of your favorite podcast platforms. Search for Honor the Gift podcast and make sure and subscribe so that it shows up each week with new updates, new conversations, new learning, new ideas and concepts, again, to help us all in this journey we call growth and how we make it through life and the way that we show up for others. Also, if you are looking for more information, deeper dives into some of these conversations, and just an update to stay in the loop, you can always go to choiceisthegift.com and click on subscribe where you'll be uh, in the loop on things that are upcoming and more updates on this podcast. Again, thank you for being here. Now let's get back to the episode. Now, as a shift out of that list of 10, I recognize that 2020 for me was a big call for personal leadership, to have a relational presence with those around me, to have a high level of intentionality and ownership in everything that I do, recognizing that We each can design the environments that we're in. Some of us found our time in our homes. Maybe we weren't in the office or we weren't at work or we weren't as active as we had once been in reactive mode. Now we have a little bit more time on our hands to look at the environment that we have around us. Are we designing an environment for success? Are we surrounding ourselves by those that believe similarly, whether that be in, in our lack of action or we are we surrounding ourselves with those that challenge us to rise to our highest, best self in all we do. So we have options. We have choices. Drama kills progress. Flat out, drama kills progress. So the lean is always rewarded. The lean into growth is always rewarded as we look at our own personal responsibility. So in looking back so that I can look forward and I can take the lessons learned from the past, it's interesting because we have the themes that keep coming back are these these habits that we create, these habits of leadership. Look at mindset, recognition of responsibility, choice, action, and the necessity of change. So the power of the brain, we've talked about that this year. That which we focus on becomes our reality. We've talked about the recognition of our own stewardship, our leadership, the impact and influence we have in other people and in communities that we serve. We've talked about the choice to be a creator in all things versus a victim of getting off the treadmill and to quit running from the things that we must do. We've talked about leaning into growth and that action is always met with providence, that new commitments, new confidence, fear versus faith, habit formation, and controlling the controllables are all action steps. 
and certainly that the obstacle is the way that we must exercise a great level of courage in spite of the fear. When I talk about providence meeting action, I'd like to share this, this incredible quote by William Hutchison Murray. He said, until one is committed, there is hesitancy, the chance to draw back, always ineffectiveness. Concerning all acts of initiative and creation, there is one elementary truth, the ignorance of which kills countless ideas and splendid plans, that the moment one definitely commits oneself, then providence moves too. All sorts of things occur to help one that would never otherwise have occurred. A whole stream of events issues from the decision, raising in one's favor all manner of unforeseen incidents and meetings and material assistance, which no man could have ever dreamt would have come his way. I have learned a deep respect for one of Goethe's couplets. Whatever you can do or dream you can, begin it. Boldness has genius, power, and magic in it. I love that. I love the fact that it clearly lays out for us that when we move, providence moves too. So as we're looking to 2021, it's hard to advise you on what will be your magic potion right now when some around you are succeeding wildly and others around you are not. You must find your own way and your own purpose you already have a hundred reasons why failure is not an option, but how does it translate into action right now, tomorrow, and moving forward? To blame others for your circumstance and potential outcomes is not healthy. You'll find a way. You'll find a fight. You'll make a choice, and that choice, when action follows, will be met with providence. As I mentioned before, the obstacle is the way. The way forward is through the hard. You're at a crossroads for which no one can choose for you. You're at a pivotal junction in your life of which you can choose faith followed by action and extreme focus or fear followed by doubt and a distracted and incomplete effort. Only you know what must be done. You've heard me say before that my calling is that people experience living true. What does that mean? It means that we experience living out of hypocrisy, that we experience the other side of duality, that we experience effort commensurate with our best. My personal commitment for 2021 and my commitment to the community is that you'll find me on this path in deep ownership and honor of it in all that I do. Living true is responding to the I know I need to I want to be better. I'm trying. You either are or you aren't. We know where we abandon the things we must do. So the challenge to each of us in 2021, I believe, one of the greatest opportunities as we live true is to have integrity with ourselves. To be willing to do the hard work that we continue to put off. To be willing to face ourselves in the mirror and to say at the end of each day that I lived my very best today that I honored the choices that were mine to make, that I did not engage in an external circus of finger-pointing and blaming and identifying all the things that are wrong around me, but that I did the inner work, that I did the things that life requires of me, that I showed up in my best fashion, and that I gave it my, my very best. I believe that we'll have an, a magnificent impact this year if we'll own our individual choices, we'll recognize our 
responsibilities as humans in this life, on this planet, in the communities we serve, in the walls of our homes, and in our own personal lives. That we'll be intentional in everything that we do. That is the work of being better. Remember that growth is always a choice. Until next week, my friends, make it a great one. And remember to always honor the gift. Now, as I shift out of that list of 10, I recognize that 2020, for me, was a big call for personal leadership, to have a relational presence with those around me, to have a high level of intentionality and ownership in everything that I do, recognizing that we each can design the environments that we're in. Some of us found our time in our homes. Maybe we weren't in the office or we weren't at work or we weren't as active as we had once been in reactive mode. Now we have a little bit more time on our hands to look at the environment that we have around us. Are we designing an environment for success? Are we surrounding ourselves by those that believe similarly whether that be in, in our lack of action or we are we surrounding ourselves with those that challenge us to rise to our highest, best self in all we do. So we have options. We have choices. Drama kills progress. Flat out, drama kills progress. So the lean is always rewarded. The lean into growth is always rewarded as we look at our own personal responsibility. So... In looking back so that I can look forward and I can take the lessons learned from the past, it's interesting because we have the themes that keep coming back are these these habits that we create, these habits of leadership. Look at mindset, recognition of responsibility, choice, action, and the necessity of change. So the power of the brain, we've talked about that this year. That which we focus on becomes our reality. We've talked about the recognition of our own stewardship, our leadership, the impact and influence we have in other people and in communities that we serve. We've talked about the choice to be a creator in all things versus a victim of getting off the treadmill and to quit running from the things that we must do. We've talked about leaning into growth and that action is always met with providence, that new commitments, new confidence, fear versus faith, habit formation, and controlling the controllables are all action steps. And certainly that the obstacle is the way that we must exercise a great level of courage in spite of the fear. When I talk about providence meeting action, I'd like to share this, this incredible quote by William Hutchison Murray. He said, Until one is committed, there is hesitancy. The chance to draw back, always ineffectiveness. Concerning all acts of initiative and creation, there is one elementary truth, the ignorance of which kills countless ideas and splendid plans, that the moment one definitely commits oneself, then providence moves too. All sorts of things occur to help one that would never otherwise have occurred, 
whole stream of events, issues from the decision, raising in one's favor all manner of unforeseen incidents and meetings and material assistance, which no man could have ever dreamt would have come his way. I have learned a deep respect for one of Goethe's couplets. Whatever you can do or dream you can, begin it. Boldness has genius, power, and magic in it. I love that. I love the fact that it clearly lays out for us that when we move, providence moves too. So as we're looking to 2021, it's hard to advise you on what will be your magic potion right now when some around you are succeeding wildly and others around you are not. You must find your own way and your own purpose. You already have a hundred reasons why failure is not an option, but how does it translate into action right now, tomorrow, and moving forward? To blame others for your circumstance and potential outcomes is not healthy. You'll find a way. You'll find a fight. You'll make a choice, and that choice, when action follows, will be met with providence. As I mentioned before, the obstacle is the way. The way forward is through the hard. You're at a crossroads for which no one can choose for you. You're at a pivotal junction in your life of which you can choose faith followed by action and extreme focus or fear followed by doubt and a distracted and incomplete effort. Only you know what must be done. You've heard me say before that my calling is that people experience living true. What does that mean? It means that we experience living out of hypocrisy, that we experience the other side of duality, that we experience effort commensurate with our best. My personal commitment for 2021 and my commitment to the community is that you'll find me on this path in deep ownership and honor of it in all that I do. Living true is responding to the I know I need to I want to be better. I'm trying. You either are or you aren't. We know where we abandon the things we must do. So the challenge to each of us in 2021, I believe, one of the greatest opportunities as we live true is to have integrity with ourselves. To be willing to do the hard work that we continue to put off. To be willing to face ourselves in the mirror and to say at the end of each day that I lived my very best today that I honored the choices that were mine to make, that I did not engage in an external circus of finger-pointing and blaming and identifying all the things that are wrong around me, but that I did the inner work, that I did the things that life requires of me, that I showed up in my best fashion, and that I gave it my, my very best. I believe that we'll have an, a magnificent impact this year. If we'll own our individual choices, we'll recognize our responsibilities as humans in this life, on this planet, in the communities we serve, in the walls of our homes, and in our own personal lives, that we'll be intentional in everything that we do. That is the work of being better. Remember that growth is always a choice. Until next week, my friends. Make it a great one. And remember to always.